0: Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast, as this week we're previewing Picayune on the road over at Long Beach. The Picayune Maroon Tide will come into that ball game 5-2 and two on the year, but more importantly 2-0 and o in district play. They go on the road to the Bearcats, who sit 2-6 on the year, 0-2 in district plays. Lost a heartbreaker against Pascagoula a week ago, did the Bearcats. We'll hear from Coach Jacob Massey in his second year with Long Beach. Ricky Whitaker, uh, will interview him in this episode. And, then of course, Slick and I will break down what we hear from Coach McGee and kind of give your thoughts on our thoughts on where the Maroon Tide are at this point in the year in this matchup against the Bearcats. Tide played well. A week ago at home for homecoming, taking a win over west harrison thirty five to seven actually got to a hot clock or a running clock in that ball game, gave up the seven late with some twos and threes in defensively, but it was back to back, really good performances for the tide once they 've gotten in to district play so this week we'll prep that ball game as you head to Long Beach I'd ask you to keep in mind that uh, Bill and Brooke Rester uh, pick a unions if you will have uh, eating spots down in Long Beach whether it be Kiteki a noodle uh, spot down there a noodle bar that uh, Bill Rester and Brooke have also the radish the radish is an incredible food in Long Beach and then the Dolce Bait Shop so support um, those picky unions and, and the food that they have been producing there in Long Beach. Good food, and we look for it to be a fun ball game as the Tide take on Long Beach. As always, we appreciate you taking in uh, the podcast any way that you could find it. We'd ask you to download the Talking Ball Y'all app, if you would. But, boy, we just cannot thank you enough for your continued uh, support for our show, for our live uh, listens. Jeff sent me the numbers earlier on our podcast. Overall, over the last five years, we're up over 175,000 listens on the Talking Ball Y'all program. And so that's incredible. We certainly appreciate your continued support. Thank you.
1: Around here, the tougher things get, the better we are. Because all around Pearl River County, you'll find people working together. Like your two hospitals, Highland Community and Pearl River County, working together with Forest Health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete. We're here for you now, and you know we'll be here tomorrow. Highland Community Hospital, Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Telly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu
2: of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. Joining us on the podcast today in his second year as the head football coach for the Long Beach Bearcats, Coach Jacob Massey. Coach, thanks for taking some time for us this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. So, Coach, after speaking with you last year, uh, you struck me as a guy that likes to apply a bit of philosophy to your coaching style. I I like that a lot. Um, So tell us about this year's motto that you've had for the team, TNT, the acronym for Takes No Talent. How did you come up with that and and really what led you to choose that particular phrase as a 2023 battle cry for your Bearcats?
1: Well, you know, when we were kind of sitting down and trying to figure out, you know, after last season, you know, it was a tough year, and just trying to figure out how we could uh, kind of make the turn, you know, specifically speaking towards our culture, is one of the main things is we don't have uh, some of the athletes that other schools do, and especially in our division, um, (laughs) getting a lot tougher this year than it was last year. Uh, We were trying to to find an edge, and and we just kind of settled on, you know, it doesn't take talent to show up on time. It doesn't take talent to to make every single summer workout. It doesn't take talent to give 100% effort on every single play, every single rep, and it just kind of fit, you know, what I think a football team needs to do. And it just kind of really resonated with our kids and, they really bought into it, and, you know, it just kind of transformed our program, so to speak.
2: And, Coach, 2018 was the last time that the Long Beach Bearcats won three games in a season. Um, in the years that followed, uh, one one win has been the, really the, the, the best output for a Long Beach Bearcat football program. You guys already have two wins this year, and your squad came up a little bit short against the Pasadena Panthers, a pretty good football team but you certainly made it very tough for them to win that game. I I know you guys aren't where you want to be, but, man, if you measure the progress, your team certainly has made some great strides this year.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, You know, and and it's been a a credit to our coaches and to our kids. Uh, You know, the the number one thing that we had to do going into this year was get that cloud of, you know, 29-game losing streak, over our head, we were getting close to being one of the longest losing streaks, not only on the coast but also uh, in the state. And you carry that. Our kids did. We didn't really talk about it a lot, but you carried that in the back of your mind in every ball game. And every, you know, it, it just puts a lot of pressure. I mean, just like y'all know at picky, and you go into every ball game. You got you got that that winning streak going, and you know, is this going to be the game that that, that winning streak ends? Well, it's the same thing for us, you know we're sitting here thinking like we've only got 11 opportunities to end this losing streak and every game was precious uh and and, you know we were there's only been two ball games that that we haven't had a chance to win and that was pedal and george county but every other ball game we've either been leading uh at halftime or leading late into the third and fourth quarter and you know Pascagoula last week coach sims and them have a great football team and You know, we were leading at several points in that ball game, Uh, but but that goes back to, you know, we're still a young program, so to speak. You know, this is my second year as a head coach and second year at Long Beach, and. We have a ton of, uh, you know, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors playing, and that's just kind of where we're at. You know, we, we still lack a lot of experience according to some of the teams that we play, and, you know, it, it's been tough to kind of finish out some of those games. But, you know, the two wins that we do have, we played very well. And, um, you know, like I said, there's only really been two ball games that we really haven't played to the best of our ability, and it was against two – unfortunately, against two really good football teams in Pedal and George County.
2: And, Coach, looking back at your experience, I know in your, your first year as a, as a coach, uh, a, a young guy coaching, I mean, you're still a young guy now, but you took over a program that had never won a playoff game, and you actually brought them to their, their, their first playoff appearance and also had a, the, the school's first 1,000-yard rusher and a quarterback during that timeline. So how has that helped you, and what do you take away from that experience to what you're doing with Long Beach now?
1: You know, whenever I was at soda Central, you know, we were doing some of the same kind of things that we're doing here, you know, focusing on the little things, Uh, you know, whether it be in the weight room, you know, at practice, and, and you know, you just kind of got to roll your sleeves up and go to work, and we try to put our kids in some difficult situations every day, uh, whether it be, you know, running sprints or in the weight room or, or, at practice, you know, and I think, you know, you got to be mentally tough, physically tough to play this game. And, and the more chances that you can put your kids in, in difficult situations, uh, you know, the, the better off you're going to be on a Friday night. Cause it does, you know, last Friday night, you know, we got 15 seconds left to go in the game. We're down by seven. We're on the two yard line. And, you know, we score, we go for two, we get a huge win. And, you know, we came up a little bit short. So, uh, you know, football teaches you a lot of things, and, and, and it's one of the, the, the greatest teachers teachers in, in our life. And, uh, you know, we just try to put our kids in difficult situations, make them mentally and physically tough, and, uh, you know, hope that it helps us win a football game.
2: I like that a lot, Coach. And, and, Coach, looking a little bit deeper into this year's team, you've got seven starters that return on offense. You've got nine coming back on defense, and you were a triple option guy, played quarterback at Louisiana Christian, and uh, you've, you've incorporated some of that look into your offense this year. You get back uh, signal caller Will Brady, uh, and, man, a great-looking sophomore running back who I think on everyone's radar now, and Ronnie Brown averaging 131 yards per game with 11 touchdowns. So how, how has your, your team handled the change to the offensive scheme, and, and what have you liked from your offense so far this year?
1: Well, you know, the biggest thing, is, you know, our kids have really bought into it. They've seen how it's kept us in ball games. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys down here in South Mississippi, they run the wing to you to kind of give them an edge. And, uh, you know, that's what the, the triple option has given us. You know, when we were after the season was over, you know, we all got hurt in, in the spread and, and we kind of missed him the last half of the season. And it was because, you know, we were in the gun. And we weren't able to protect him. and. So we sat down and we're trying to figure out what we need to do on offense. And what we settled on is something, you know, I'm the, I'm the play caller. So, you know, it, wanted, it needed to be something that I felt comfortable calling and, and felt comfortable teaching our guys. And, and so that's kind of why we settled on the triple option. And, and it, it, you got to be, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you've got to be very disciplined. Uh, every single Friday night you play, you know, a triple option team. And it fit our personnel. And, and, and Ronnie's been great in it. He's really bought into it. You know, with with our two dive backs, uh, you know they're not necessarily full backs because they can run a little bit, and, and that creates some issues for, for some defensive guys, and and it has this year. Um, you know, I don't know when the last time Long Beach had a thousand yard rusher, but but Ronnie, you know, through eight games, he's got over a thousand yards, and and has had a really good year so far.
2: And coach, going back to uh, a story I read several years back, and this was when. Alabama under Nick Saban was just in, in their, in their heyday number one ranked team. And they were in the off season and preparing to build their, uh, their non-district schedule. And one of the military schools, uh, was a team they were looking at playing. They ran the triple option. And, uh, as the story goes, coach Saban walks into the film room and looks at this offense and he goes, we're, we're not playing these guys. So it's a, uh, it's, it's a very tough, uh, offensive scheme to, to scheme against. As you said, it's a, uh, it requires a lot of discipline from the defense, so it's a definitely a really good look. You don't see it a lot anymore in in, in high school, but a really good look there. And turning to your defensive side, coach, you, you get back uh, senior Colt Busby, a uh, young man who who jumped out uh, in the in the game last year. We got to cover you guys. Um, get some of your you know most of your most of your starters are coming back, and then a couple of young guys that stand out in the stat sheet: uh, Jaden Scott and S.J. Valentine, sophomores that play in your secondary. Uh, Valentine, if I'm not mistaken, leads your team in tackles, has an interception. How would you grade your defense to this point, and and some of the young guys that have stepped up and and really played key roles?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, our, our defense, you know, they struggled last year, and and that was one of the things. We sat down with my defensive coordinator after the season, and and we kind of we can, we we made an overhaul on offense and defense, and and just trying to figure out ways to get our best eleven on the field. And, you know, we knew Jaden and uh, S.J. were going to play pivotal roles on the defensive side of the ball. They did playing JV last year. Um, You know, but but they've been great for us, and they're young kids. And we're we're going to bring back the majority of our offense and defense. You know, we're only losing one star on defense, which is Colt Busby, and, and he's been great for us. Uh, you know, he's played a lot of football. Uh, he's been playing since he was a sophomore, and <clears throat> you know, he's factored in more on the offensive side of the ball the last two years and. You know, we made a change with our defensive scheme, moving him to a strong side defensive end. And and man, it's made the world of difference uh, for our defense and for our team. You know, he's been a leader over there, and he's made some big time plays for us and, and just. Having you know, a kid that's played a ton of football to be out there and kind of help some of our younger guys uh, on Friday night has been huge.
2: And hey Coach, obviously when you're, when you're doing a program, when you come into a, to a, a program that, that hasn't been winning, I know that's one of the, the tougher roles to, to take and a lot of people would probably shy away from a job like that, but how much have you been able to work with the basketball programs and the, the baseball programs to get them on the same page to kind of pull some talent over?
1: You know, that was one of the number one things that I did last year whenever I first got the job is, is to reach out to the to the basketball team and, and to the baseball team and, and try to get, you know, the best that Long Beach has to offer to come out to the football field. And it just goes back to building relationships with, with coaches and with kids. And, you know, they've been great to work with, the basketball coach and the baseball coach. and. Uh, you know, it, we've been able to get some guys out that that have really helped us. Um, you know, at particular positions, uh, especially you know, most schools your your basketball players are going to be your dudes that they can go and make plays. That, that you know, it's been very important, and it's, and it's an area that we'll continue to kind of um, you know go after and use that as a resource to uh, to get the best that we can out to play football.
2: And hey coach, looking at your matchup this week against the Maroon Tide, I know you had uh a day of practice yesterday um how's the energy been at practice so far and, and what's your message been to the team to make sure that they're they're primed and ready for this game friday night
1: well you know like we we've 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 gone through a, a huge culture change i would say just from from last year you know we were not in any division games last year. That it was a running clock at halftime, and just about everyone. And, and to see our kids, you know, last Friday and their their attitudes after losing to Pasigula, you know, it, it was a different feel. You know, our kids were upset. We had, you know, kids crying. Kids felt like they were in in the, in the ball game, which we were, and they were upset that they didn't make the plays to win the football game. So, um, you know, we had energy. You know, at practice yesterday, you know, the kids felt like they make a play here, play there on Friday night. You know, it's a different result. Uh, but our kids, they, they understand, you know, uh, uh, who we're up against this Friday night. It's a really good football team. Um, uh, you know, you sit here and watch film, they're playing the best teams that Mississippi and Louisiana have to offer, and, and they're not only competing with them, but they're beating those guys. And um, You know, they're probably one or two plays away from being undefeated against some really good football teams and probably a couple of injuries away from being undefeated. So, um, you know... We, Coach Stogner and them, they do a great job. Not only are they very talented, but they're very well coached. Um, They believe in what they do on offense and what they do on defense. And so, you know, it'll be a tough task, you know, for us on Friday night. But we're we're excited about it. Get to play against some guys that, you know, we'll be watching on Saturday uh, more than likely next year.
2: Well, Coach, I've enjoyed uh, following you as the the head coach at Long Beach. Uh, Your thought process mentality, as I mentioned already, I know it's tough to come in and and turn a program around. It takes some time. But, you know, looking at some of the underclassmen talent that you have, uh, your running back, even some of the guys on defense, uh, the future sure does look bright for Long Beach. Coach, I appreciate your time I know you got a lot of other things you could be doing, but I appreciate you carving out some time for us this morning. And we wish you a lot of, for, uh, a lot of luck on Friday and look forward to uh, shaking your hand.
1: Yes, sir. Well, look, I appreciate it. Anytime I get a chance to talk about Long Beach football, man, I, man, I enjoy it. Uh, and I do. I feel like our future's bright. You know, we're only losing three seniors, and, uh, and we got a chance to, to hopefully, you know, push for a playoff spot next year.
2: Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it again. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all Friday night. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are. And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top-shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get
0: the speed you need with the service you deserve.
2: Sign up today at coastconnect.com.
0: Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem-solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, service, strength solutions it's not just words not just goals and not just an outcome there we got a chance to listen to ricky whitaker and coach massey from long beach and boys lake i think both you and i really enjoyed getting to meet uh coach massey a year ago really it was vital to helping us get set up he spent a ton of time with us and setting up our equipment a year ago and we must have chatted with him 20 or 30 minutes and um you do of course your uh due diligence before last year's ball game and you said he was going to be a neat guy when we got a chance to meet him last year and he really was and I think that um came screaming through the interview process I thought that was um great time that you got to spend with him your thoughts on coach Massey in, uh, in the interview
2: I think Long Beach uh, has got a diamond in the rough, man, when they, they hired Coach Massey. And I think being patient with him uh, is going to be key for Long Beach. Obviously, it takes time to turn around a team who's not used to winning. I mean, we, you know, we mentioned uh, three, three, three games was the the most that this program's won since 2018. And he's already got a chance to at least tie that in his second year. So I think patience with him. Long Beach will be glad that they've, they've been patient with him.
0: You know, and we call these the preview podcast, and really we call it that, right? Because we're previewing Pickens' opponent uh, for the week. But the style of the interview, the way that he answered those questions, I really think he was giving us a peek into the next couple years uh, for the Bearcats. All that uh, youth that's getting a ton of snaps and a ton of playing time. at right now and his mindset it's going to serve them well but Ronnie Brown and the numbers he's put up to this point you know when you talk about an option you talk about a triple option well he's going to be uh option at least one two and three for them at times with the way that he's run the football up to this
2: point no no doubt man and they've, they've they've been a little bit better on defense as well um, they've got some playmakers out there. they got some youth uh, on their defense, some seniors that are coming back. So I think, man, and you mentioned it, you know, this team, some of the articles that I read about their offseason and, you know, guys that were like, look, I mean, we're coming back, you know, off of not winning a, not winning a game. We don't like that. So it's, this is a team that's got a lot of pride. And, again, you know, when we think about Long Beach, just by their record and, and how they played in the past, they've been that one of those bottom teams in the district. But, Definitely a team that you can't take lightly.
0: Yeah, you say t- take lightly. I think that's a real good point. So like One of the things that came out of the interview to me and, and out of the numbers, you had a real opportunity to win that game last week if you're them versus Pascagoula. And he talked about the spirit of the practice, the spirit of the locker room after. And this is a dangerous club in the sense that you get a lot more um, – hope coming out of his voice and a lot more hope out of the Bearcats than I think have been there in years past. And that's a dangerous element in sports when you get an underdog or a wounded animal and then they can get a little bit of, of sense of hope in the program.
2: No, you're right, Clay. And, and you know, he and I talked a little bit offline after, after the interview and he mentioned to me, he said, man, you know, he was just really disgusted. He said we really needed to win that game against Pascagoula – to have a shot maybe of making the four seed for the playoffs. So they had expectations of being a playoff team this year. And, of course, they've already played uh, a very tough opponent in, in George County. Uh, they've got to play us. They still have Hancock and Wes Harrison on the schedule. But in, in no shape, form, or fashion is Long Beach tucking it in.
0: Yeah, and as Piquen goes on the road, and, and you can't get caught looking ahead, right, if you're picking, uh You know, there used to be a term, and I guess it's still used, a trap game. This certainly sets up, not that I think in in any measure, and I want to be respectful to Coach Massey because he was so good to us, but I don't think Picune uh, has to play their A game. I think that's a fair assessment, but you certainly can't. Uh, go to down to Long Beach and not improve upon some of the habits that you want to improve upon the the pre-snap stuff. Some of the holding holding penalties have plagued us a bit this year. So some of those things that um that have plagued pick and you want to improve upon, you don't want to take a week off from from getting better, I guess is what I'm babbling about. Would you agree with that, Rick?
2: I would agree with that one hundred percent. and and to your point, just to piggyback off of that statement, I think that uh, the West Harrison game a week ago, You know, we, we get away with a game 35-7, really in no, at no point in time were we in jeopardy of losing that ball game. But you, you do take away a little bit saying, you know what, we're, we won this game handedly, but if we do the things you mentioned against a quality opponent, we may be in trouble. So I think for PICU coming into this Long Beach game, you want to see not just a dominant game, but you want to see those small things being fixed as well.
0: Yeah, and I would say last week I thought our passing attack, the way that uh that we moved the ball through the air was was great. I thought that was a good game plan. We kinda saw it even in the monsoon at, at Pascagoula that was gonna be a bit of the mindset. Talk about the passing game slick that we saw a week ago. Brady uh Robertson's gonna win our Farm Bureau player of the week. I'll present him a T shirt either today or tomorrow at, at practice, but That pivotal uh, element of not being one-dimensional. People having to prepare for a passing attack that I went—I believe—went above a buck one fifty a week ago.
2: Yeah, Clay. I I had Brady for um, completing uh, eight. uh, I'm sorry, he was five of eight for 152 yards through the air. I, I believe that's probably his his best performance as a quarterback. Maybe one of the better or most balanced offensive attacks that we've seen in pick union in recent memory so i I do i think it adds a, a different element people have to have to prepare a little bit more and look you've said it already on the podcast a lot of coaches that we've interviewed this year they mentioned number seven and the weapon that he can be and we got to see that on friday night so i think building on that you know we were somewhere around 210 212 yards on the ground rushing and then you know the 152 through the air that's about as balanced as you can get
0: what do you like about Waller and Mac Williams at the tight end spot? Whether it's a rotation, or I believe we actually saw them both at the in the game at the same time a week ago. Maybe I'm misremembering that. And then the shift of BJ decree to the wing. How do you think that's helped us offensively? And not even helped us, but maybe potentially what we could look like. When CD6 gets back and you've kind of made those adjustments, that could be a lot of fun.
2: It, it definitely could be a lot of fun. And and I think that, yeah, and, and to to your point, we did see both of those guys in a, in a double tight end formation. We saw a bit more of double tight formations last year than we've seen this year. I do like having those two guys still in the edge uh, in the game when they can. But, you know, I, I'll speak mainly to, to J.B. McWilliams being a tight end. I think that's a great move by this picking staff to have him there and have B.J. Moore at the wing. It it puts B.J. in a more natural position for what he's built for. He's not the biggest guy. He he did grow a lot in the offseason, but I think it's a more natural position for him there. And J.B., not just in the blocking game, but in the passing game with the hands he has, that opens up some doors for us. And then, you know, we talked about a guy who was mixing in there. Uh, this year, a lot of that wingback position, it's now been able to focus on the defensive side of the ball. and That's Kyler King. Uh, he's able to focus more on his defensive craft. And we've seen the, the change even in his defensive play. He's looked great on defense all year, but he's even looked a notch better just focusing on that side of the football. You
0: know, when Chris Davis went down, we didn't want to say it in a way like, so obviously, we didn't want uh, Davis to be hurt, but listeners can take stuff and misconstrue it. So the context always has to be the injury was there. There's nothing you can do about it besides try to put a positive spin on it. But I think we both agreed that it could potentially be a blessing in disguise and the way the real Smith has been fed the football, the way Nike, I thought, had his best week a week ago, uh, reading what he needs to do at the running back position. He was just flowing so good with the football um, back there. Those reps and those looks for those two guys – when you do bring CD6 back into the mix, and the way it's kind of force uh, pick to make some adjustments, could make for some creative football down the playoff stretch for this tie team, and will really give defensive coordinators pretty much a nightmare week in week out when they look at the tape, because you've got looks of Chris in the ball game earlier, then you'll have this long stretch with Chris. Back, I mean, out of the uh, game, and now you have to worry about him back. And so that will be tough on coordinators as we go down uh, the playoff run, which, Lick, that's really not all that far with just three regular season games remaining.
2: Yeah, this thing's went by really fast, play You know, you make a, a great point. You know, there, I'm sure there's always conversations where coaches, you know, sit maybe in Cody's office and they're all kind of saying, hey, what if this happens? What will we do in a situation like this? And you know, with CD six going out, we've got to put that into action, and I think it's taken a few games for it to be comfortable and for us to really know. Okay, this is probably the better move, but I think that it does. It adds a whole lot of depth that um, we're going to have in case something does happen in the future. And like you said, we hope it doesn't. But I think it's it's opened up some additional opportunities for us as an offense and a, as a defense.
0: Yeah, and it's one of the silliest things, and I know why people say it, I guess, from the outside looking in, is when somebody says, well, we know what Pickune's going to do or we know what we're going to get with Pickens." Well, really, I think the offensive uh, staff, that's a little bit undermining in, in some of, of what they do and some of the weapons that Pickens has. Hey, you know, it's not just going to be the power and you put two helmets uh, and try to outnumber this club and you'll get it stopped. Um, because these backs are a bit all different in styles. We've talked about that, and, and we've seen some creativity where over the last three weeks you don't necessarily know exactly what pick is going to do, and you don't exactly know where the helmet should try to outnumber the tie.
2: No, you're exactly right, Clay, and, and you mentioned Nike, and, and I agree with everything you said about his, his running style, and, and he's looked better and better week after week when he comes in and in relief to spell uh, Darrell Smith at that tailback position. And what we saw last week from Nike and really against Pascagoula, we know he's got the speed and ability to run outside, but it's been that inside running game. So I think that element in itself adds a whole lot of different things for coordinators to look at.
0: And then what about the tie defensively and I'll lump special teams in uh, with with the defense they've been great over the last you look at pascagoul and west harrison when we got in a district play special teams has turned it up a notch i don't think that's any uh you know, Any coincidence, having Morgan Crabb back, he's the weapon that we thought he would be really fighting back from a tough, tough uh, injury and to be able to do what he's done. And then blocking some kicks, too, Slick. I mean, that's an extra element. I don't know that we blocked. Maybe we did, but have uh, been able to block some kicks in the punt game, which – helps an offense tremendously, right?
2: No, it certainly does. And 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 yeah, I, I it, in recent memory looking back at the past couple of years, I don't remember us blocking that many kicks or punts with our special teams. Our special teams has been great uh defensively, if my numbers off the top of my head are correct, Clay, I think we've only given up twenty one points through two games in district play. I think fourteen against Pascagoula and seven a week ago, but that was really our backups that gave that And the team. Pascagoula was yeah. a ninety two, ninety eight yard Yeah, offensive. Yeah, that was was against our offense. So really you could say 14 points for our defense. And then, as you mentioned, and we've talked about it some already, having Morgan Craft back, we're probably getting uh, 15 to 20 yards of start and field position for our defense, which is a huge, huge thing that they can play off of as well. So defensive special teams uh, through two district plays, through two district games has looked great.
0: Yeah, and we'll hope that trim will continue down on the coast on Friday night. You can join us at 6.30 for our Moss Hill Picune pregame show, and we'll have every snap for you on Friday night. You can find us uh, through the Talking Ball Y'all app. We would ask you to go download it. It's both in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. That's presented by uh, Picking Physical Therapy and Ernie Landrum and his staff. And shout out to Ernie and what he's been able to provide the Picking Football Program over the last, I guess, three or four weeks, uh, slick. And I know you got a chance to visit with him prior to the game. He's a he's a treasure and a good friend of mine. I won't hide that, but uh brings a certain expert expertise on trying to get these guys back ready uh for the tie that is certainly appreciated.
2: Yeah, he's certainly been great man stepping up, next man up, right? He he stepped up and, and filled a void that was needed. So we appreciate him doing that.
0: Absolutely. I always appreciate uh you slick and can't wait to be talking ball with you on Friday night.
2: It's gonna be a lot of fun play.